You're listening to the American Window Cleaning Magazine podcast, brought to you by Ettaray, the standard of performance since 1936. Welcome to AWC. We are uh, going to be talking today with uh, Jim DeBoy uh, with windowwashingwealth.com. Uh, he's a contributor to the AWC Magazine uh, in our Business Builder section. Uh, Jim, thanks for being on with us today. We appreciate you taking some time. Absolutely, Michael. It's always a pleasure to be a part of this uh, program. Yeah, very good. And so um, we really are talking uh, business building things. And uh, your last article in the magazine, uh, it really was a two-part uh, article, and we, we covered uh, this is the second part of that. But the, the title of that was Success or Failure, More Warning Signs to Watch For, and then you know what to do about it. And so I really just want to get right in here on the, the sixth one that you list in the magazine, in that article, uh, you say trying to be all things to all people versus focusing on your business core. Now, at the, at the surface, I guess that makes sense. But uh, I mean, a lot of guys try to add on all these different services and, and really truly try to be all things to all people. But Jim, in your estimation, why is that a mistake? Michael, I can tell you, I've, I've kind of fell into that trap maybe 10 years ago or so uh, during the recession and, uh, and a little bit afterwards. And then we had to put a refocus in place. The, you see, there's, there's really two sides to this. One is adds, adding services to your business. Uh, that's one thing. Adding whole new divisions to your business is a whole new other thing. So if you have a window cleaning, pressure washing business and you want to add gutter cleaning or gutter polishing to it, absolutely. That's just going to increase revenue. But what happens is some people, they get into this business and maybe they're fighting for revenue and they just start getting their hands into everything to the point where they're getting away from their their, their core purpose of being in business. And, and, and my business, our core is, is commercial storefronts, residential. And when 2008 came around, uh, I did not have residential at that time. So I did add a new division, and that division being residential well, was a great decision. But then I started getting into low to mid-rise to high-rise to new construction, and I started getting away from the core, and I found that my revenues weren't growing like I would hoped that they would grow. And then I found myself with more issues and challenges uh, beyond what I was really good at, commercial storefronts low, mid-rise uh, commercial, and, uh, and residential. So the, the focus here is find out, find out what you're really the best at, what you're an expert at, and then go after that and dominate your market in that. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense. And I remember making that same mistake too in business. I, I thought on my route, we did a lot of route work as well. And I thought, well, you know what? We're going to be all things to that to that route person. So we're doing a lot of restaurants. We're going to carpet clean. And I thought in my mind, well, it'll be easy because uh, we're already there. And uh, but then what I got to figuring out was I had all these routes to do that morning. We couldn't uh, we couldn't have the same guys doing the same service. It was another person coming in. And so now, just like you described, you're going to have two separate businesses going. You've got a carpet cleaning business and you've got a window cleaning business. And, they're, and if you're not careful, they, they really pull, they don't complement each other. They, they 
distract from your time and your focus. So, boy, I just can't I can't agree with you more on that. How about uh, so we're looking at success or failure, and these are warning signs again. So uh, that first one, trying to be all things to all people. The second thing is you're constantly fighting fires. I thought all small business people were firefighters, Jim. <laughs> you know, it, it seems that way. It, it seems like there's not a day that goes by that uh, us small business owners, you know, there's there's always a wildfire to put out, right? Yeah. And it, what it comes down to is what is spurring on these fires? What is it? What's happening in your business life that's making you go from one extreme to the other with all these different fires? Fires are problems. Fires are issues. And if you can diagnose what these problems, these fires are to eliminate them, well, you're off into a, a great direction with your business at that point in time. Sometimes, you know, I think the word would be employees, would be probably the catalyst for fires. Jim, you know we don't I mean? allow any we don't allow any cussing because, on the show, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> You can't say employees on uh, the show. <laughs> it's one of those things that we're all humans. And when you have humans involved in your business, there's going to be fires. And a lot of those fires are a result of employees not following systems. If you have systems in place, you have policy, and you have protocol, and you enforce them, and that's the word right there. If you enforce them, a lot of those fires become eliminated. People want structure. They want to be told what to do. And you have to be able to provide that. And that would be one example of having too many fires. If you got them, you need to take a step back from the forest or from the trees and look at the forest and find out what is burning that forest down and then go in and diagnose it. It could be something that's uh, causing these fires that are not employee related. It could be with how you run your business. And uh, that's making customers call you all of the time because you're not on top of it with world-class customer service, for example. And that becomes a fire. Next thing you know, your supervisor's running around all over the place putting out those fires, which ultimately, of course, can come right back to the employee again because they're not doing quality work. So there's so many variables with the fires. But most of us just we just kind of go with the flow, let it go. We put out one fire at a time. We go back to the next one. A lot of them reemerge again. And uh, we're getting nowhere fast. So put them out once and for all, and maybe you only have one at a time to have to work with, and uh, they should eliminate themselves hopefully in time. But we all have them. It's all part of business. Yeah, absolutely. All right. But you don't want to spend all your time firefighting, that's for sure. Uh, no innovation and no differentiation. Uh, yeah, that's a problem. That's what you call it USP, right? Unique, unique, uh, unique selling proposition. Uh, you just look like everybody else. This is such a great topic. And some of the people I talk to, whether it's licensees and window washing wealth or it's people that call me just to get information, to get a little guidance in their business, most of them, I was talking to a gentleman a couple of days ago, and the first thing I, I wanted to do was to look at this gentleman's website. Bland. Nothing there that got my attention. Nothing grabbed me. There was nothing that said, I got to do business with this guy. Meaning when you're going through the yellow pages or you're going through the uh, Google AdWords, you look like all the rest. So differentiation is exactly what you said, Mike. Uh, do you even have a unique selling proposition? Yeah. Why should I 
do business with you versus somebody else? What is it that separates your business from everybody else? That's differentiation. If you don't have it, you're going to become bland, the norm, and you're probably not going to go where you want to go as quickly as you want to go because you look like everybody else in the herd versus leading the pack. So then there's no innovation. Yeah, we're window cleaners, pressure washers, but you've got to you've got to do some things to innovate to keep your customers engaged with what you're doing. Uh, we introduced roof washing this year. We made a major announcement: Facebook, email blasts, newsletters, uh, everything that we could do in our in our written material to our existing customers to to make it so that it was a huge announcement because it was an innovation for us. When I promote somebody in my office, we make that a big deal. We'll put a blast out. We'll, I'll call uh, Lake Norman Magazine. I'll get a little article in there. And we make it a big deal. Our customers begin to see this. They, get, they begin to see that we're innovating to one degree or another. We're not just, it goes right back to that word, bland. We're right. consistently trying to be on our game to be the best that we can. To, to allow these customers that we have to see, hey, they got it going on. This is the way I use them. Yep. And you know what? I think this, uh, this topic, because when you, I've said this so many times in different seminars we've taught, uh, when you look like everybody else, which is bland, you're going to get compared on price because that's just the way humans shop. If I go to a grocery store and I see four apples sitting there on the shelf and they all look exactly the same, uh, but they're priced differently. I'm going to go for the cheapest one. They're all the same. That so, unique selling proposition is is a huge crux to your business because, and, and I tell the people, the, the, the guys that I work with have three, and maybe they're not like one of my company's USPs, Mike, not to get off on a tangent, but I think this is kind of important because this is the branding of your company and the USPs will change. They'll evolve over time. One of ours that we have is we're number one in the country with the number of A ratings on Angie's List, over a thousand. No one's even close. We gotcha. promote the heck out of that because nobody else can say it. And, and it's a wonderful thing. But you know what? Maybe you don't have that. But maybe you do something, and maybe it's something a lot of your competitors do, but no one's announcing it. Like right. shoe booties. I have a brand new licensee, and I said, look, you don't have a lot to differentiate yourself right now, but we can certainly pull out some things. Let's do a quick little study in your market. Let's see who's announcing what. Let's find out what they're not announcing. Let's turn that into a USP, even if it's not maybe as dramatic as the one that I just mentioned to you, but it's you're making the announcement to differentiate yourself. Yeah. And you know what, Michael, going back to the innovation side, it's not necessarily always innovation like we were, we were talking about, but it could be things like maybe you've introduced a, uh, an upgraded type of equipment that you're using. Maybe it's you're involved in the community, you're doing charity, you're, you're being innovative in that regard. To, the purpose of all of this is to get the word out about your company. Don't become stale to where you just fall into the pack with everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing more boring than a window cleaner, really. <laughs> when I think about it, you got to do something. Yeah, and, and those things contribute to the next one, low sales and revenue. I mean, if, if you've got low sales and revenue, the, just the, some of the things we've already talked about, you're going to want to review 
Um, but why is that a why is that maybe a, a problem that uh, or a, a sign that your 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 business might be failing? It, it is a sign that the business is failing. Yes, we all have the ups and downs depending on the divisions that we have in our business. Like residential, you got the cycles where the seasons go up, they go down, and we anticipate that, and we know we have that. Uh, to face and figure out when those times come, like right now. The season is winding down for a lot of folks listening to this show right now. But low sales volume is the beginning if it's consistently in place of a failing business. Without revenue, there's no cash flow. And when there's no cash flow, there's no business continuity. And that is something that you need, I need, because in a business, cash flow is like blood is to humans. We have to have yeah. it to survive. And we got to figure it out somehow to keep the, the revenue coming in. And this goes back to a lot of the things we've already talked about in part one and, and of course, here today with part two. Right back to the USP, right? Because uh, you got to be the one that's blazing the trail, as I like to say. Yeah. Absolutely. How about when you don't have any referrals or testimonials or positive word of mouth? Why is that a problem? <laughs> you know, when no one's talking about your business, that's a problem. How do you know if people are talking about your business? I can tell you. It's very simple. One is, are you getting any referrals? How do you know? You should be tracking it. Every call that comes in. Are you getting reviews? Are you getting testimonials? You'll know because you'll see whether it's Google, Facebook, to Angie's List, to Home Advisor. You're going to know if people are talking about you if you're engaging in the community enough or with your work that you're doing or the excellent work that your, your, your um, technicians are doing to get the people to call in and talk about you or talk to their. Uh, neighbors and friends and family about you. And a lot of this also comes down to strategy, like developing a referral machine. And sometimes you can't just sit back and hope that people are going to start talking about you. You've got to get out there and do some things to get people talking about. You. And that's where you've got to set it up in your office into a system to generate the referrals by reaching out. Referrals and testimonials, they... That word of mouth is really another catalyst to a successful business. And it should happen naturally, at least to a degree, if you're doing exceptional work and if you are offering what I call world-class service and you are staying out there in front of the customer, engaging with them so that they know that you're alive, well, and kicking and on your game, people will talk about you. Yeah, they really should. And, uh, you know, it goes back to USP, too. But uh, I remember several years doing uh, Chamber of Commerce golf outings. And I was always a big advocate. If I paid to be somewhere, you were going to know I was there. In some way, some some fashion, I was going to make sure you knew. Trade shows, golf outings, whatever, You somehow you were going to know it. And I remember years later uh, showing up to, to at a sales deal, and she says, oh, yeah, Clearly Windows. Um, we know you. You guys were the ones that wore the loudmouth shorts out on the golf course. You guys didn't match. You were wild and, and all this stuff. And so I remember exactly who you are. And, and you know, that's the kind of thing and, and impression that you, that you want to leave. Of course, it should be good impression. Right. But uh, 
you just want to stand out. You want to, and, and when you do and you provide that exceptional service, you're going to get those testimonials. How about you want to give them something to talk about? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no continued education. Why is that a, something that could just be a business killer? No continued education. Boy, that's a great topic too. Um, those that are listening, watching, if you're not tied into the conventions in our industry, you need to be because that is automatic education. It's right there at your fingertips if you just make an effort to get there. A lot of people say, well, I don't have the money to go and airfare and this and that. You know what? That's just an excuse. Put away a couple hundred bucks a month. Put away 50 bucks a month. Yep. 12 months from now, you'll be able to go. Make it so that you have to get there. But there's, I mean, I'm always reading something to educate myself. My job now at the at where my business is, and my business pretty much is on autopilot. Christina runs it. She does a fine job. So my job now is to make my company as valuable as I possibly can. And that comes through education. And if you're brand new in the business, there are so many opportunities out there to learn, especially with technology today, like this podcast, that and, and the books and the experts. I mean, something that I've done in the past, Michael, over the years of all the conventions I've been to, and maybe it's just I'm wired that way, I don't know, but I always, always make an effort to walk up and introduce myself to every keynote speaker. I just want to have a conversation, exchange cards, and maybe I'm going to get something out of it. Most of the times I do. Right. The classes that I go to, I always go up and introduce myself and say, hey, man, fine job. You did an excellent job on your session there. Got a couple questions for you. And I, and I get the dialogue started, exchange cards, because you know what? I'm probably going to reach out to them again at some point. And because I'm educating myself and I'm learning the to learn in this business, in this industry, you've got to associate yourself with the people that are I'm going to use the term again, blazing the trail. Find out what they're doing to make their businesses successful. Find out what they're doing so you can get there, too. And that's education. That's knowledge. And there's so much of it out there today uh, in the marketplace. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, when I first started my business, uh, I mean, I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I know how to wash windows, but when it came to business and marketing and advertising and referral strategies and all these different things, it was just all over my head. Right. But I began to learn and implement. It became a sponge. And most people don't do that. They just go out. They do their work for the day. They, can, they, they take the check to the bank. They cash it. They don't really engage to grow their business. That's how you grow your businesses with education. Yeah, absolutely. You got to be plugged into the industry and you know, you just you'll never lose in those situations. I'm a big advocate of that as well. Jim, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, I just want to put in a little plug here too, those that are listening, windowwashingwealth.com. If you're struggling in your business, we went over 11 things uh, just in these last two uh, podcasts or if you've been watching the videos, however, but we've talked about 11 things. If your business has several of these things going on, why not clue into that windowswashingwealth.com? Why not get Jim on the phone and uh, see if he can help you out through coaching with your business? Jim, I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Michael. Thank, thank you very much. All right, buddy. See you later. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, feel free to subscribe and also leave a review. And you can read us anytime at awcmag.com. Oh,